Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Michelin Countdown to Green on IMSA Radio. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, from a beautiful road America. Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin is our venue this weekend. Uh, the Doommongers uh, have been proven wrong this weekend. We did have severe storm that blew through on uh, Thursday evening and uh, did a bit of damage actually around here. But since then, the weather has been absolutely superb and it's cracking now. Around about uh, 20, 21 degrees uh, Celsius at the moment in the air uh, with the time here uh, on central time just after 9.30 in the morning. Jeremy Shaw and John Hindoff in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre just beyond the start-finish line on drivers left. And in the pit lane, as ever for us, is Shea Adam. Good morning, Shay. How are you? Good morning, John. I'm doing well. How are you? I am very good. Very good indeed. I'm saving the coffee for later on because <laughs> I, uh, I think I won't need it in the early part of our broadcast. A bit of drama already in morning warm-up for those that uh, weren't with us for our live coverage uh, of that. That was the 31 wheel and Cadillac. We'll get to that in a moment. You're in a pit lane that is very busy indeed. Huge crowd here this weekend, by the way. I should say, even the over four campsites for the RVs uh, are overflowing. Uh, <laughs> there, there is literally not another RV space to buy here this weekend. Where do we? F- I can't see you, says Chair. So you're going to have to tell me where you are on the pit lane. Nope. Well, I made it down to our GT pool sitters because I wanted to come all the way back down to this end of the pit lane so I can finish with an update on that 31 Whalen Engineering Cadillac. Work continues for them. Uh, repair needing to go on for the back of the car. They replaced the battery, so the hybrid system was affected as well. Uh, that's being a big issue for them, and they are going to need to keep an eye on that. It exceeded the G-loading, actually, which is what triggered an alarm, so they had to go through. They are still working on the car. It's up on the hijacks. Pippa Durrani is there with his seat insert, but I came down to our GT pole sitter because I've got a little tradition to continue, um, and before I get to them, Ben Barnicut, championship leader, back at Road America, race winner here last year. Does it feel similar at all in any way, shape, or form to the car, the track, anything that you had last year? No, it's completely different, to be honest. It's uh, Obviously, everyone's, you know, we've all heard about this new road surface here, um, creating a lot of challenges for, for everyone. And, and for us, we've probably struggled a little bit to get on top of it. Obviously, last year we were on the pole and we kind of controlled the race from the lead. Um, had a good battle with the nine, whereas today we're starting from P5 overall, fourth in GTD Pro. So we've got some work to, get, to do to get to the front, but the Bass Sullivan guys and Lexus have done a great job all year. So we're just going to have to go to work, do what we do, and uh, hopefully come out on top. You do have a secret weapon up your sleeve this weekend in the form of Guy Smith. Uh, part of your management, he's standing just over by the front of the car. Uh, let's see if we can wave him over to, to come because I want to ask him, 
guys, sorry to drop you in on this, but it's been 11 years since that finish. Uh, have you told Ben any of the secrets about how to win this race since he did it himself last year, but he might still need a few more? No, I can't believe it's 11 years ago for a start, but um, no, I don't need to tell Ben anything. Um, he, he knows how to win and uh, knows how to win here. So it looks like it's going to be a really exciting race. We were talking earlier on and uh, it's so tight in all the classes, particularly in the GTD Pro class. So, um, you know, these guys know what to do. They've got to score points and uh, really excited to watch the race. Well, that four or five laps at the end of that race, running up the hill, battling against a guy named Klaus. I mean, we could see that today with Ben fighting against Klaus Packer. So we could see history repeating itself. But what do you remember about that battle? I just remember that they were actually quicker than we were. And they were, they were catching for the last sort of uh, half an hour. They were gaining all the time. And it came down to the last lap. And I knew, I knew that Klaus was going to have a, have a lunge uh, on the last corner, of course. And uh, he did. And uh, luckily, I was able to, to get the undercut and uh, make it uh, over to the line in first place. But it was very close, too close. But uh, this, this circuit always seems to provide really close racing and those kind of finishes. So uh, I think we're in for a, grill, a real treat today. Well, and we saw a great battle last year. Ben, I'll come back to you because it was a big moment for you guys to get that win, to break through and have that, that moment of we can do this on different tracks. But you said to me at Lime Rock, we're okay with the 23 staying ahead of us. We're not fighting them in the championship. Now they've been ahead for two races on pole. They're still ahead. Are you thinking, uh, maybe it's time to fight them a little bit and get the W back in our column? I mean, of course, we want to win every race we can. Um, but, you know, if any car's going to win in GTD Pro right now, we want it to be the 23 Aston. Because, you know, sadly for them, they had a rough start to the season. And then you can never count someone out, but they're not a realistic threat to us right now. We're racing the 3, the 9, and uh, the 79. So, uh, yeah. They win, great. Um, but you know, we're just going to try and try and get to the front and do what we did last year. Like you said, last year was an amazing moment for us as a team. I really feel like that was where the momentum started that we've had at the start of this year. You know, we've been that was where we changed from like a, a great organisation to a race-winning program. You know, that that first one's always the hardest, and from there we were able to repeat it. Petit Le Mans, Long Beach this year, Watkins Glen this year. Um, you know, we've been on great form recently. So now I feel, yeah, like I said, that was really a. It's my first win with Jack and, you know, my first win as, as a pro GTD pro driver in IMSA. So that was a real great moment and I uh, would love to re repeat it today. Let's see if the lucky interview keeps the streak going. Good luck, Jack. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. And now, John, if you'll just leave it with me for a second. Ben was being harassed during that interview by one of his former co-drivers and teammates, uh, Brian Sellers. Brian, your 100th WeatherTech start is today at Road America. And your teammate, Madison Snow, just goes ahead and puts it on pole. So that's a nice little present he gave you. <laughs> He's so thoughtful <laughs> to do that for me on my 100th start. Um, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Um, doesn't seem like it's been that many races. It goes fast. Well, and you're not even close to being the oldest guy to get there, so I don't want that thought to enter your head. You're actually the third youngest guy to get there. So Jordan Taylor's the only one who beat you age-wise as far as someone being younger to have as many starts. This racetrack is one of the only ones on the EMSA schedule that you don't have a WeatherTech win at. Road America, what is it that makes this place so difficult? I just think it's one of those races that so much goes into it. It's never a race that's just focused on speed alone. It's A lot of times it ends up being a uh, fuel race. It ends up being a pit strategy race. Um, you know, we one of the things that's difficult here is the pit lane is very long. The pit lane delta uh, then becomes very important when you stop compared to your competitors, you know, if you get caught out by yellows. So there's, it's just one of those tracks that everything has to go right. On top of it, you also have to have good speed, right? So um, 
it's it has eluded us for a long, long time. Um, and you know, today we have a good race car, we have a fast race car, but like I just said, there's so much more that goes into it. We have a lot of people behind us that I think are also very strong that um, are going to be pushing extremely hard. So. Uh, you know, the track conditions, I'm sure everyone's talked about it. I'm not the first one to mention it, are very tricky. Um, so managing all those things today uh, will be important. And, of course, big exclusive coming out on SportsCard 365 earlier today, you guys moving up to GTD Pro for next year. As I understand it, you did that as a color-based decision to help all those OCD fans in the world red on a red, black, and silver and white car. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that was what we heard internally also is that everyone was getting tired of the green mirrors and windshield banners so uh it was time to move um yeah i mean i don't know what that i don't know what that means for the future um other than the intentions of the program are to step up i mean i think that um it's something that <clears throat> for sure all the guys um want they want to be able to continue to show how good they are and continue to go up against the best and um, you know, we love being here, love being a part of the series and, um, you know, hopefully things stay intact and we move forward. Good luck today, Brian. You've already got the best podium rate in WeatherTech with your hundred starts. It's very easy to calculate that. Good luck extending it a bit further. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Going to try and move a little bit further up the grid now to see if we can get to our GTD pro pole sitter, because as mentioned, Madison Snow putting the car on third, sorry, overall of the GT field. I just incidentally elbowed someone. Apologies to that fan. Um, but that's what happens when there's so many people out here and moving can be quite difficult. Okay. The 23 heart of racing. Uh, they do not have a driver out here at the car, so I'm going to have to focus on the pit wall as well as moving now into the LMP3 ranks. And it is a split start for today's race. That is very important to note uh, because in the past they have done combined starts, but it also means that we will be catching lap traffic a little bit sooner on than expected. Our LMP3 pole sitter, once again for the second consecutive year, is that Sean Creech Motorsport car, the number 33. Although this time it was Nico Pino who did the qualifying lap. So the young Chilean driver who now has two pole positions to his name. And I see him with his big mop of uh, brown hair. It sticks out quite well with the American flag colors on this car. Let's see. Hey, Nico. Happy race day. You're on pole position again. You feeling a little bit better maybe than at Daytona, a little bit less nervous? Uh, in Daytona, I was not nervous, so I think it's, I mean, it's just another race start. It's, it's fine. I mean, the grid is competitive, but we just need to stay out of trouble. I know it's a sprint race, but of course, strategy still plays out a big part of the game. So, yeah, I just need to be smart and play it safe in the beginning and then start building up, building up slowly, try to build back up to the others. And, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It will be tricky with the bronze drivers in the LMP2s. There are a few that are a bit slower and then when we catch the GT field, but I think it should be fine. What would a win mean to this team? I mean, it would be some, like, I, I don't know the, the word in English, but of course it would be good for the team, especially having the frustration of not concealing the victory in Daytona, being leading most of the race and then having a mechanical issue. I think it would be good finally show what the team has and how being how the team works because of course it's been some uh, bad few races since Daytona so I think it's good to be back in a good position fight for wins uh, for the team and to show the people what we are capable of. Buena suerte. Thank you. 
think I caught him out there for a sec there, John. Um, I am going to just keep this for a sec and try diving up to the Heart of Racing team because their pit box is basically right across from where Nico Pino was. So Alex Riberas or Ross Gunn should be hanging around here. They do tend to like the shade. Um, moving up through the LMP2 grid as well now, and we've got some really impressive qualifying performances from yesterday, including Rodrigo Salas, who jumps into this car in this championship. Only a second start in WeatherTech. Mm, none of the uh, Aston Martin drivers are there. His second start in this championship, and puts the car on the outside of the front row as far as LMP2 is concerned. Ah, not a pole sitter. But Frankie Monacalvo, welcome back to Road America. You had such success here in 2020. You've been on pole here before. This is a Lexus track. Now, you got your work cut out for you today, but you got your little man with you. So does life get much better than this? It's it's amazing. It's great to have him here. Uh, this Yesterday was his second birthday. A couple years ago, I missed some... Uh, I missed some practice because he was being born, um, but it's great to have him here, and uh, he loves race cars. He loves being here, and uh, hopefully get him, uh, get him some hardware today. I mean, racing is all about family. You're racing with your family, and you're racing for your family, so is this the extra incentive to bring him home a trophy every time you come out? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'd love to get him up there on the podium with me. Good luck today, Frankie. Thank you. Good to see you. Shit, Adam, on the pit road and heading towards the front of the grid. We'll pick up the other pool sitters in just a moment or two. But let's bring in Jeremy Shaw. Good morning, Jeremy. Ready to go, ready to go racing. We'll talk about the drama at the front of the field in a minute or two. Our Porsche keys to the race here on Mission and Countdown to Green. I've started with one that sounds fairly... Um, fundamental uh i've written down stay on track which sounds like pretty obvious but it's it's not been that easy this weekend um the track however evolving every lap that we turn you know it, you, it's a great point because it's it's a brand new race brand new racetrack effectively a brand new surface here and I think some of the drivers' expectations of that are kind of unrealistic. They need to get themselves in check and realise, look, it's, once rubber gets laid down, it gets grippier, it gets faster. Uh, initially, that only happens on the racing line. Uh, it was interesting last night, I was talking to several drivers last night, we've already heard several drivers today saying how tricky it is offline. Several drivers last night though, and a couple this morning, and they all say the track is definitely getting better as the weekend goes along, uh, because... At the IndyCar weekend here, all the all the races were sort of single class, single make races. So there was one racing line. That's the optimum line what that was well rubbered in. Yeah, what it's like you're driving in snow, just yeah. sort of two, two, you know, two two wheel tracks through there, uh, and you get offline there, and it was you know, it was like ice, mm -hmm. uh, to use a snow analogy more. To this weekend, with multi-class racing here for the first time, effectively, it's beginning to lay down more rubber on different parts of the racetrack. So the track is definitely point. evolving. It always evolves during a, a race weekend, but particularly now with a new surface and particularly with the multi-class racing that we've had here. So, uh, yes, it's still going to be really tricky, and it, it's very difficult. It's always, for the GP, GTP cars, it's always been tricky with this, particularly using the, the harder tyre, out of the options that Michelin has at their disposal, not that they have here, They're, everybody has to use the same tyre. Yeah. And, and it MHTs. is MHTs. MHTs, and it is a bit harder 
and, and less grippy than the softer one. So it does take a bit longer to get it up to speed and up to temperatures. So that's something that drivers in GTP cars are going to be very aware of. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little while. I've had a chat with a couple of different manufacturers about that. Let's head straight back to Shea down on the pit lane. That could explain why Snow put it on pole in the uh, wintry like conditions. Oh, very good. <laughs> Sorry, very had to get it in. Good. Had to get it in. Uh, excuse me, guys. Just want to. How are you? So good to see you. Um, I wanted to jump in here with George Kurtz and Ben Hanley because we haven't chatted enough to these guys ever. George, you talked about yesterday getting pole position that you had a decision on your hands which racetrack to go to. Beautiful sunshine here. I think you made the right one. Yeah, I made the right one. Uh, it was just a fantastic uh, lap. We put it all together, and uh, it's my favorite track probably in the country. So it's great to be here fighting for the championship, and uh, I'm happy we got great weather today. Is it going to be strange for you with the crowd strike with APR Orica this weekend, and then in a couple of weeks you're going to be in a crowd strike Mercedes? Is that going to be strange mentally? You know, I mean, it's uh, it's it's kind of what I've been doing for uh, for this season, and uh, I think it's worked out okay. Um, you got to reorient yourself a bit. Um, we actually have a test this week here, so uh, I'll I'll know the track a bit, and um, obviously just got to reorient when you uh, come back in the Merc. You've got to have all the good dinner places picked out then in the amount of time you're spending at Road America. Well, there's only a few, and uh, I have them all picked out. But, yeah, it's a, it's a great place, and it's a lovely town, and it's perfect this time of the year. Good luck today in the race. Thank you so much. And now I want to stop over to Ben because you've got to be so proud of this dude. I mean, he's come out of the box swinging so hard with these last two pole positions. How much have you seen a growth in him even over the course since January? Uh, I think everybody can see that growth. Uh, and it's and it's still continuing, which is the great thing. You know, he, he's working really hard, very meticulous over the details. So it's paying off, and yeah, it, like I said, it, it's still continuing. So it's not stopped. Well, hey, good luck to you today too. Thank you. Share Adam down there on pit lane at the moment. Uh, the Porsche keys to the race. Uh, we said stay on track. Uh, it's a long pit lane here, and you heard what the drivers were saying. You don't want to be coming down it too often in terms of penalties. You probably won't lose a lap here, but you lose an awful lot of ground to the people that you've been fighting because it's a long pit lane, and the cars are going past at full speed, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, uh, that's right. Exactly right. It is a long pit lane here. I think it's the better part of 45 seconds. Some, some tracks are closer to 30, mm. so that's a big difference there. Um, but uh, with it being a longer track, you could be farther behind your class leader than on other some tracks and not risk losing a lap That's when you come true. in to make a pit stop. Yeah, so it kind of swings around roundabouts on that one. Uh, and talking about pit stops, planned pit stops, I think what we've heard from most people this weekend is they just don't have enough data to see. We asked the direct question, is this a fuel-determined uh, race? Is this a tyre-determined race? And most people have shrugged their shoulders and go, suppose we'll find out. So, flexible strategy today? Yeah. Take what's given to you, particularly if there's uh, race neutralisations and full-course yellows? Yeah. From what I'm hearing, tyre degradation uh, for most people is pretty minimal. Um, uh, certainly in some of the, some of the series. Uh, and uh, it's... Uh, but, but other, a few other people have said the opposite. So, yeah, kind of interesting. Mm. It, it is something they're going to have to uh, keep their eyes on. But certainly, uh, I think, you know, tyre strategy is always important. and They, they have a, a limited amount, but they should have plenty of tyres. I'm, uh, I'm going to say one word for this, and I don't even need Jeremy to comment. The last <laughs> one I've got here is traffic. 
Uh, it's it's a long circuit, but we've got mid-40s of cars starting this race. It will be an issue, and there has to be a wee bit of patience uh, and respect between all the different all the different teams. Now, Shea's gone to the front of the grid, and I'm hearing air hammers. Uh, we had drama this morning. Alexander Sims putting the 31 wheel and Cadillac into the wall with a weird incident coming out of turn 13. Uh, the Will and Engineering Cadillac team have worked really hard. Uh, is that suggesting to me that you have a red and white number 31 on the front of the grid ship? With Pippo Durrani behind the wheel, strapped wow. in, helmeted, ready to go. Now, this wow. car has made it out, but because they missed recon, they will not be able to take up their grid position. They will not see the green flag on the racetrack. The green flag will wave. The entire field will go through, and then this Cadillac will leave. No recon lap. No warm-up for the tires, no nothing, but they will start the race. Then they will also have to serve a drive-through penalty as well. So they'll be significantly behind everyone else. But if we get an early yellow, say, for example, after they have done that drive-through penalty, they will be right back in it. Um, let me see if I can dive in with Chris Mitchum. Chris, do you mind? Your crew killed it today. The work, the ethic the calm nature of everybody to get this car back out. This is a testament to what Action Express and Whalen Engineering do, doesn't it? Well, I'd, I'd love to say that it's uh, that it's uh, anything more than that. The reality is, I mean, you see the guys here getting the car back out after the, the moment has already happened, right? But I think any race team here in IMSA, to be able to compete at this level, you've got to bring that level of preparedness and intensity. Today, the guys had an opportunity to prove that. Now we get an opportunity to put it back in the driver's hands and go from back of the field to the front. We saw the mechanical things being changed. We understand those, the broken suspension bits, but the battery pack, why was it that you guys had to swap that out? Uh, yeah, that, that makes everybody nervous when you start talking about batteries. But honestly, the car and the battery and everything did exactly what it was supposed to. Um, that was purely a precaution from the supplier. Uh, the only issue... Only issue that we had uh, was actually uh, towards the rear of the car. Um, all the bodywork wrapped around the suspension, unable to pick the car up in your normal way. The battery was purely precautionary. Car stayed green the entire time. And in all honesty, a huge shout out to the IMSA safety crew. The only reason we had an, a chance at this was how quickly they reacted and how prepared they were to get that car to us and back off of the flatbed. That time savings is the only reason we even had a chance. So really, in my mind, they're the heroes. We just did our job today. Well, you guys showed for sure why Cadillac made the right decision, choosing you as one of two teams to represent them. Good luck. It's still a long race to go, and the pole sitters won the last three years in a row, so let's keep that alive. Nah, there's no there's no quit in this team, and uh, there's no doubt that Cadillac as one group came together to make this happen. So thanks very much. And, John, just taking a quick sneaky peek, those are the tires that Pippo Durrani took to the okay. fastest lap that we saw yesterday. Now, of course, when the, the green flag flies and the field goes by, uh, that car will then be allowed to pull out, but we'll have to do a green flag drive-through in the pit lane yeah. because it hasn't taken up its position. That's right. But uh, crucially, perhaps, uh, that car oh. will retain its championship lead because just the fact it starts in the pit lane does not mean it loses the points that were earned yesterday in qualifying. It's only if they, if there's, if they change tyres, for example, or... A few other things, but basically, the, the, so far as I'm aware, there's nothing that they have done that would cause them to lose their qualified points. So they will still have the championship lead going into this race. Uh, and the uh, I'm, I'm just hearing that race control are saying that that car will be filtered out after the prototypes. 
and not at the back end of the field. Ah, okay, because there is that class split. Because there's the class split, and they're going to use that from a, a safety point of view. They'll still end up behind it after they've done the drive-through, but I kind of understand what's going on. All right, so that car will not be taking up its position at the front of the field, so bear that in mind as Jeremy takes a deep breath, and we play the grid music from Curry Cobb up in London, and here is the full field rundown on Michelin Countdown to Green. Are we ready for the IMSA Sports Car Weekend? And this is round seven of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship for most of the classes. I'm not going to go into all of that. Uh, 45 cars we're going to have on the grid today. We're going to have 16 in GTD, 5 in GTD Pro, 8 in LMP3, 7 in LMP2, and for the first time since 2017, double figures, 10 cars in, in a GTP. Super exciting. Let's start at the back of the field. Uh, it'll be car number 92. David Bruley will start the Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche 911 GT3R from the 45th position. Row 22, two more Porsches. First of all, for Wright Motorsports in car number 77 is Alan Brynjolfsson. Alongside him, the very distinctive AO Racing Rexy. That's car number 80 for PJ Hyatt. Row 21, Alan Metney, yet at the second of the Kelly Moss with Riley Porsches, will start in the 42nd position. Alongside him, Ashton Harrison who will start the Racers Edge Motorsports with Wayne Taylor Racing, Acura NSX GT3. That's car number 93. A similar car for Gradient Racing, car number 66. We started by Sheena Monk. And in the 39th position on the grid, Russell Ward, number 57, Winwood Racing Mercedes AMG GT3. Row 19 is all Turner Motorsport. It's pair of BMW M4 GT3s. Car number 97 started by Chandler Hull. Number 96 by Patrick Gallagher. Row 18, Misha Goikberg. That team had a big crash in practice. They were able to get that car repaired. And Misha Goikberg will start the Forte Racing powered by US Racetronics Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2. Car number 78 from the 36th position. Alongside him, the car that won last time out at Lime Rock Park, Roman DeAndres in the number 27, Heart of Racing Team, Aston Martin Vantage GT3. The next row forward is Mike Skeen, who is a pole sitter at Lime Rock. In car number 32, the team caught off Motorsports Mercedes AMG GT3. Alongside the Lexus RCF GT3 for Vance Sullivan, car number 12, that's Frankie Montecalvo. The 32nd position on the grid is the 5th of the GTD Pro entries. That's car number 9, FAF Motorsports, Porsche 911 GT3R, Klaus Backler. Alongside him, an excellent run to be second fastest in GTD non-pro, the, the bronze-rated driver for Inception Racing in the lone McLaren 720S GT3 Evo. Car number 70 is Brendan Erebe. Uh, ahead of him on the grid, Jack Hawksworth, car number 14, the Vassar Sullivan Lexus RCF GT3. And then the pole sitter in GTD will start 29th overall. That's car number one, the championship leader, Madison Snow for Paul Miller Racing. And it's BMW M4 GT3. The top three cars in GTD Pro are all... GTD are all pro cars. Number, number three, Jordan Taylor Corvette Racing Chevrolet Corvette. And Daniel Junkadela in car number 79, the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes AMG. Alex Riberas, however, will start on the pole position for the Heart of Racing Team. It's Aston Martin GT3, car number 23. That car's standing on the pole for the second race in a row. On to LMP3, car number 85 for JDC Miller Motorsports is Jerry Kraut. 
Uh, similar, Duquesne of AWA, number 17, Anthony Mantella, ahead of him on the grid. Then one of, one of two junior three racing Ligiers, kind of a 30, is Ari Baylog. Seth Lucas will start kind of a four, uh, which is the Ave Motorsports Ligier in the 22nd position, alongside Ori Fidani, kind of a 13 for AWA, another Duquesne. The top three cars in the LMP3 class are all Ligiers. Gar Robinson for Riley in kind of a 74. But Joey Garg making his debut in the championship kind of 29 for Junior 3 Racing. And on the pole position from Chile for the second time in his career. Number 33 is Nico Pino for Sean Creech Motorsports. LMP2 is John Falb in number 35 for TDS Racing. They're all Orica Gibsons in LMP2. Ahead of him on the grid on row eight, Dennis Anderson for high-class racing, car number 20. And Era Motorsports, Dwight Merriman, car number 18. That's the car that's won in LMP2 the last two years. Car number 52 is Ben Keating for PR1 Matheson Motorsports. He will start 14th. Alongside him, Stephen Thomas, his longtime rival in car number 11 for TDS Racing. The front row of the grid in LMP2, 12th overall, Rodrigo Sales. An excellent run for Tower Motorsports, a late uh, fill in for John Ferrano. John come back soon in car number eight. And on the pole position for the second time, a really fine run for George Kurtz in car number zero for the CrowdStrike Racing by APR entry. Now from here on, the top ten are all GTP cars. For Proton Competition, car number 59 is Jimmy Bruni. Alongside him, another of the uh, privateer Porsche 963s for JDC Miller Motorsports. Car number five is Mike Rockefeller. Philip Eng will start car number 24 for BMW M Team RLL in the 8th position, alongside Nick Tandy, car number 6, Porsche Bensky Motorsports, Porsche 963. Row 3, Colin Brown, car number 60, Maya Shank racing with Kerbag Ajain in Acura ARX 06, alongside the second of the BMW M Hybrid V8, car number 25, starting driver is Colin D. Filippi. Row 2, Philip Albuquerque, in the second of the Acuras, the Conlicum Minolta Acura ARX 06, that's car number 10. And on the third position on the grid, Sebastian Bourdais, car number 01, the Cadillac Racing Cadillac V Series R. Front row of the grid, Maddie Campbell, brilliant qualifying run for him in car number 7 for Porsche Penske Motorsports. Came out of the blue, he's way faster than he'd been in the practice sessions in the Porsche 963. But on the pole position for the seventh time in his career, he's also on the pole at Sebring earlier this year. Championship leader, Pipo Durrani, car number 31, that's the Wheel and Engineering Cadillac Racing Cadillac V Series R. However, However, as we've already heard, he will start from the pit lane. Well, in fact, there's been a change to that because it's now not a pit lane start. He's going to start at the back of the GTP. So he will roll out in his pit lane position and then fall back to the back of the GTPs, uh, which, and I'm waiting to have this confirmed, uh, means that he will get uh, the f- uh, the last place qualifying points. What? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing that's at the moment. Was, that's not what I was told 20 minutes ago. Um, Has that changed then? It's literally changed in the last five minutes. So let's wait to see how, what happens. Uh, the C17 flyover has taken place. And we are ready to go live in sound and vision. Blocked out the sun uh, on its uh, practice run uh, the other day. And it might be it was low and slow and very big indeed uh, when it came by uh, on uh, earlier on in the week. So our Michelin counts down to green, almost over, as we are ready to 
uh, go live in sound and vision for our two hour and 40 minute race. Let's quickly check in with Shay Adam as we're about to hear and you're about to see the C17 uh, come over the top again as it comes around. Um, I, uh, still waiting for full confirmation, Shay. What is the information you're getting at the pit lane in terms of what will happen with Pipo Durrani and the Paul sitting car? The official word is that Pipo is in his grid spot right now because the Whalen engineering crew got him fixed and back out. No need for a pit lane start, but he will not take up the first position on the grid. He is going to be held in that pit position until the other nine GTP cars have rolled by, and then Pipo will take to the field. Because he's not doing a pit lane start, there is no drive-through penalty, so the 31 will only have nine cars to pass to get back to where he should have been after qualifying yesterday okay we'll see if that is in fact what happens so we'll be looking for our bdo nose strategy awards and after the race we'll try and fit in a very quick michelin prt post race tech uh, around the world on rs2 part of the radio show limited network of audio and visual channels uh, we've got eight in 7.9 here at the track. We'll be picking that up in just a moment or two's time. Uh, and also on Sirius XM 207, welcome along to uh, those of you who are joining us in uh, the US on our Sirius channels as well. Um, a quick word about traffic, Jeremy. I said I was only going to say one word. Uh, generally speaking, the... Uh, it's people have been very respectful over the weekend. We saw a little bit of uh, hip and shoulder from the 25 BMW prototype uh, onto the number 92 Kelly Moss. But I think that is the only uh, coming together I've I've seen uh, of two different classes over the weekend. Have I ruined it now? Well, yeah, quite. That's my that's my concern. Uh, the only one you've seen, I think, is probably ah, the, point. the relevant point there. Uh, but uh, yeah, thankfully, no major incidents. Other, other major incidents. Uh, there's been uh, various shunts, including a big one at the kink for Michel Goikberg, but that was self-inflicted, mm-hmm. um, uh, as he as he uh, will admit. Uh, but what a team that job! But that what a, what a job that team did to repair the car overnight and get it ready for qualifying. A remarkable effort by the uh, US the, by the Forte Racing by powered by US Racetronics team. Uh, be to, built effectively a brand new car overnight. I, I do like the credit given to the IMSA safety crews as well. Yeah, uh, that is very, uh, very well, uh, very well uh, pointed out. The engines have fired. We are almost ready to go racing. Hello, everybody. If you are just joining us on eighty-seven point nine FM, we're about to fire up IMSA. TV as well. So if you're here at the track or you've got friends who aren't, tell them to go to imsaradio.com and hit the live video button from the drop down on the top left hand side. Cars are rolling out as we are heading towards a two hour and 40 minute contest for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship getting underway. Our Sunday service of racing and this is the first course it's john hindorf shea adam and jeremy shaw in the uh, in 
on duty is what I'm trying to say. Jeremy and John uh, in the booth. Shit, of course, down in the pit lane. Let's check in with her very quickly just to make sure that we have a clear pit lane. Do you hear that beautiful music in the background? That was the sound of four Porsche GT3 R992s leaving in sync. The pit lane is empty, save for us uh, down here in the media and the pit lane officials. We're just waiting to see who's going to be the first one to come visit us and uh, then try and figure out how far we need to wait down the pit lane for that to happen because it's the longest pit lane of the year. So we are just about... A lap away from going green. The cars are rolling out. Time to go live in sound and vision from America's National Park of, Park of Speed. Sunday is race day. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio.